Dan Franks. Hey, Jack. Welcome back. Hey, welcome back to uh, Men Seeking Tomahawks, the, the revival. What did? Uh, how did you feel about that, uh, that brand new theme song we just rolled out? Oh, man. It's, uh, first of all, it's not copyrighted. We're not going to get busted for using it like uh, we have in the past. Let's let's be honest here. Uh, we we were newbies back in the day. We uh, might have taken a famous artist's music and we might have paid the consequences. Might have happened. But did you like that? I loved it. What do you mean, like? Cool. That's uh, you know, that's funny, Dan, because uh, we're actually recording this. I'm pulling the curtain back on you. I just I'm pulling your pants down in front of everybody. <laughs> Already, we're actually re- we're actually recording this before the theme song is even done. So like. That could have been just feral cats doing it, and you you could have just uh, you could have just given it the Dan Frank's seal of approval. That's what you just did. Well, I mean, I was dancing to something, so I so I, I don't know the, what I was dancing the, the to. The sweet the sweet sound of feral cats doing it. That's that's the best. So <laughs> all right, so uh, so, so I, I see now you're not only gonna not use illegal music, but you're also not going to give credit to the person who provided that music. Great job. Oh, I have uh, no idea. No things. idea. No idea who made that music. No idea. I uh, got them off Fiverr. I think uh, you used to have a hookup in Thailand that would. Uh, do your dirty work for you cheap. That was the do Philippines, and we don't talk about that anymore. Okay, we won't talk about that anymore. But what, you know, we should reset here and, and let the, the fine folks at home know what we do talk about on Men Seeking Tomahawks, as as this is probably a an, a new thing for uh, uh, many of them, most of them, let's, let's assume. Yeah, I think we pretty much just wiped the slate clean of all our previous listeners. Um <laughs> there's there's ways we did that that we don't want to get into, but uh, they're not listening to this. Let's just put it that way. Most likely not. But uh, but those those of you that are this this is a variety show. I, I would I mean I think there's no better example of an of a variety show. This is going to be a lot of different stuff. It always is. It's it's Dan and Jack chatting. Dan and Jack are uh, a couple of characters. You'll figure that out. We've we've had a jaded past with lots of odd absurd things that have happened to us that most uh, recently we both lost money together i I don't know how much you want to get into that but uh yeah yeah you suckered me into what i don't know if ponzi scheme is the right word but you definitely uh (laughs) you definitely misguided me i think there's an sec filing that uh, we need i need to make here you need to ixnay on the putting things on the record a uh situation that you got going on over here i'd really rather not to admit to just about everything right here right now you know is pending litigation might you know might be might be helped out and not in my favor by this so 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 make a note uh gamestop story uh episode 67 so we've got some time before we need to get into that so that that is not we are definitely not talking about gamestop this evening dan but tonight what we are going to do is a, a little bit of a it's kind of like a school in the, like in the spirit of a school report if you will right because you know back before you know 2020 when the world ended uh, kids would come back to school from summer break and they would be tasked to share with the class a report on what they did during their summer vacation and in that spirit Dan and I will be reporting on what we did during our covid lockdown I've we literally got my uh, my dotted my dotted uh, paper here where I wrote in cursive my entire report and I will read it to you. Perfect. I will uh, grade you both on grammar, grammar, grammar. Wow. <laughs> you lose. Yeah, you Gra- you've yeah. lost it already. It's already done. Uh, so yes, we'll 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 be grading you out on grammar as well as your handwriting skills, Dan. And now, just as again, this is the uh, the first episode back, and so we're all learning here. One of the things that we do here is we feature music. Uh, one of I think it's one of the unique and 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 fun components of this show is that not only are you going to hear us chat up chat about a broad range of things, and we're going to be joined by oh you know the surprise character from from time to time, but uh, we also feature songs from musicians that most likely you haven't heard of, which I you know I, I think is a good palate cleanser because. I mean, honestly, there's what ten radio stations on the on the airwaves, and they're all playing the same five songs, and you know, so this this might be a little bit of a 
an, an introduction to to songs that you need to hear. So in that spirit, uh, we're going to start out with something that I'm actually very excited about. This band actually recently toured with Gary Newman. Um, they're, uh, the song that we're going to play this evening was uh, actually featured prominently on Sky Sports over in the UK. Uh, and when we come back from this, we will be reporting to you what we did during our pandemic uh, but first, let's have a listen to I Am Warface with Say My Name, right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Warface, say my name right here. I'm in Seeking Tomahawks. Dan, that was New Rock from Brighton, England. That's a good way to kick things off. I mean, uh, like you like you said, going into the song, one of the things that we pride ourselves most on is bringing some new music on, some new musical acts, some new musical styles. Every episode's a little different, but strong, yeah. strong start. 
Yeah, we we try to diverse. This is this is gonna be rock heavy because these are the two songs we have this evening are. I'm super excited about both of them. Uh, really interesting acts. But yes, you are going to hear a wide array, wide array, yeah, of music on Men Seeking Tomahawks. And you can find out more about I Am Warface and all of the musicians we feature here on menseekingtomahawks.com. So Dan, without further ado, we need to submit our entries for our How I Spent My Summer Pandemic. Would you like to start or would you like me to? Why don't I go? Um, yeah, you I go. Feel like, yeah, I feel like I should go here uh, because I don't know if yours is an embarrassing story or what because we haven't shared these stories yet, but mine is embarrassing, so it's one of those rip the band-aid off moments. I feel like I need Let's to just get this out in the open. All so right. I recently, uh, right before the pandemic, moved to a new neighborhood, new part of town, new part of the hood up here in an uh, unnamed city in North Texas. And upon moving here, I quickly realized or, or saw something that I'd never seen before in a past neighborhood, lived in this part of the state for a long time, but I've never lived in a neighborhood where it was so prevalent to, and you're going to have to tell me if this is something you've seen before, but drive golf carts around the neighborhood, even if you're going like three or four doors down to a neighbor's house, everyone here drives golf carts. So just uh, like a community, everybody hangs out and has a golf cart kind of thing. Yeah, you know, you might go to the neighborhood park and there's 12 golf carts parked in the parking lot. Everyone's, instead of walking there or maybe driving their vehicle, uh, How golf big carts. is this neighborhood? It's, it's a big neighborhood, so I'll give you that. It's one of the larger neighborhoods, but, you know, cars cars work, right? I mean... Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, so, so I, I started noticing that and... I started noticing some of these golf carts are really, really fancy. Most of them are really fancy. And I'm, I'm you know, musical sound systems, bass, uh, LED lights, sometimes lifted, you know, like you would see a, <laughs> a large they, they pickup truck a, here in Texas. They lift a golf cart. Lifted, like, you know, maybe a little top heavy. Don't take that corner too fast or you might end up on the side, uh, you know, blacked out rims, like things you would see people doing to a vehicle or being done to a golf cart. So, you know, at first you, at first you see that and it's like, what a bunch of losers, right? Like, you know, whatever. But then you start saying like, everyone, everyone's doing it like peer pressure. And you, let's <laughs> <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses too, right? Uh, yeah, like if, probably. If, I mean, it's, it's Jones, human nature. Yeah. It's human exactly. nature to want to do as the Joneses do. Sure. So, you know, naturally, as as someone that gets peer pressured by the neighbors on a fairly regular <laughs> basis, I said, "Hey, you know, let, let's look into that, right? We've we're new to the neighborhood. We we want to do as the neighbors do." I very quickly realized that the price of these vehicles, and I'll call them that because that's uh, the price bracket they're in, pretty much costs the same as uh, I don't know a, a small Hyundai might cost. And I'm not talking a used Hyundai. I'm talking a you know. The, call it starter level Hyundai, but still a vehicle that can take you across the country versus a golf cart that people are using to take down the street. That's, it's, that's a whole different world. I don't rec I'm not familiar. Just feel like you're speaking a different language to me right now. Well, apparently as the story goes on, you'll see that it was a different language to me as well, because okay. <laughs> me being somebody who's not so well versed in golf carts, vehicles in general, other than owning a few and driving them, but I do like to start businesses, start projects, start new ventures. So, you know, immediately I see this and I'm, I see a light bulb go off because I've played golf a time or two. I'm not a big golfer, but I know what these golf carts look like kind of raw, we'll call them, like what a normal golf cart looks like versus what these people are driving. And kind of putting two, two and two together, I see, oh, okay, these very basic golf carts are then being fixed up by somebody and then sold exhibit exhibits whole, doing yeah it. exhibits pimping the ride yeah. and then these people are spending call it $15,000 maybe maybe what? more on these golf carts somebody's That's making insane. a lot of money so i tell yeah. my business entrepreneurial fake entrepreneur we'll call it at this point self that <laughs> i mean how, <laughs> how hard could it be to fix up a golf cart right like there's not a whole lot right. of moving pieces couldn't be so yeah. i decide that Somebody's making money in this scenario. Why not me? 
light bulb. So I start doing research and I see, oh, wow, like these golf, uh, these golf courses, they turn over their golf cart inventory every couple of years. So the way to get these golf carts on the cheap when they're not too torn up is to find a golf course that's liquidating their stock, buy a golf cart, or in my case, two golf carts because okay. like we're starting this business in our garage all of a sudden, like it's kind of like let's <laughs> let's start a band. Except for me, it's like let's buy some golf carts and start fixing up golf carts in our garage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I go down this dangerous path. And long story short, fast forward a couple months. So we're talking mid. Well, I say mid pandemic, mid summer at this point. And now my garage is full of cardboard boxes stacked high to the ceiling. After a semi truck drops off a bunch of golf cart parts at my house. And next thing you know, I have a bunch of like golf cart bodies and golf cart wheels and tires and lift kits and all these things in my garage. And so at this at this point, Dan, how much how much have you put into this at that point? Well, like I said, I have two golf carts in my garage now right. because this is a business, like a real business. I'm not yeah, like yeah, yeah. faking it, right? Yeah. Uh, so I've got, I mean, we're. Five, five figures. Figure? Huh? Yeah, I'm in at oh. five figures. Okay. All right. So I start looking around and I see, you know, the boxes stacked to the ceiling and two golf carts in my garage. Now the cars are parked in the driveway because we have to make room for these golf carts and golf car parts. Mm. And it didn't take long for me to figure out I didn't know what I was doing. That's the most simple way to put it. I do not know how to put these things in the boxes on these golf carts. So very quickly, the business is crumbling around me. (laughs) (laughs) This business that uh, the only part of this business that was actually a business was, I guess, you know, businesses keep inventory. So I have the inventory now and nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, How is the other person who lives in your house? How is the (laughs) other person that lives in your house feeling about things at this point? Here, here's the great news. The, the business plan, I presented the business plan on the front end. So yeah. uh, the business plan is to make so much money on doing this that eventually we'll make enough money to be able to buy our own golf cart oh, or nice. build our own golf cart. So yeah, you know, sure, we're in it for five figures of, uh, of cost, but then we'll sell it for twice as much as we're in it for. All we've got to do is do this a couple times, and then we've made so much money that then we can just have one of our own and we can be like the neighbors. Like this was exactly. that was the business plan. It's not necessarily to make this business of flipping golf carts, but maybe make enough money to have a golf cart of our own without paying the price of a small Kia. So, you know, okay. fast forward a couple months after that and uh I'm quickly placing a phone call to the companies that I was at the beginning of this conversation 5 minutes ago. Uh, talking bad about how they're you know the ones ripping people off and why can't I be like them? Well, I can't be like them. I couldn't be like them. And now White not flag. only am I calling them to bring their flatbed over to haul away my golf carts and all my parts and assemble these things, uh, but I'm calling them to do that and then paying them very handsomely. That same markup that they're making on the golf carts, I learned they're not making the markup. The, they're not marking up the parts. It's all the labor. I mean, that's sure. almost anything. That's car repairs. Yeah. That's Coffee. home building, home repairs. It's all about the time. Right. So I, um, I'm i a failed golf cart <laughs> flipper check. That's all there is to it. I, uh, I lost money. Um, I sold. Bad. I ended up with two very nice golf carts on the back end. I didn't okay. need two knife golf cart, two nice golf carts. <laughs> I didn't really need one nice golf cart because... You know, I, I sold one. I went on OfferUp, which is a great tool to get rid of things that you don't want anymore. <laughs> one yeah. being a golf cart. Um, I now have a golf cart in the garage. We'll say that I don't use it a whole lot because it's winter right now. Yeah. Uh, check back in. We've already referenced earlier episode 67. Also on episode 67, let's see if I've actually used this golf cart that quite honestly probably cost me the same amount as a small Kia. Is it all tricked out? I mean, is it? Did you did you figure this out, or are we are we going to be the uh, bane of the neighborhood? Because here comes the the Frankses. They've got their basic hoopty little golf cart. 
Like, are we being shunned when this thing finally rolls out or what? No, I mean, at, at the very least, I'll, I'll, I'll fit in. The peer pressure was real and the okay. peer pressure. Uh, but I will say, you know, when we first brought those those initial raw golf carts home right off the course, and we did take them for a few spins around the neighborhood, and uh, I did have someone say, oh, you know, that's what I like, kind of keeping it original, keeping it old school. Like, that's the way, <laughs> you know, it looks like you just oh, drove it God. off the course. And I was like, all right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Just wait until I flip this thing. Then you'll be sorry. Dan, I, you know what I need? I need your HOA website just so I can start registering uh, anonymous complaints about this uh, <laughs> this really old-looking golf cart. Just It just doesn't look like it. Uh, it's the right kind of vibe for our community that we're trying to build here. Like I, I need that website if you could. It doesn't even have a lift kit, Jack. Not even a – yeah, there's no sound system. Like, uh, like When I see a golf cart – fly by me and uh, run over my small child. It needs to be blaring Kenny Chesney, you know, 24 seven. Well, really is what I need. neon lights for sure. And uh, under, yeah, of course, under glow. What uh, do you okay. Think, so man? that's my, that's my uh, school report. Sorry, that's my man. summer report. Yeah. It's uh, I don't think that's the bummers. I didn't lose GameStop money, but it's not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I hope to recreate either. I might just throw my business aspirations under the bus next time. Man, I feel I feel like uh, that's a bit of a bummer, man. Because we, w- you know, we all spent the past you know twelve months or so trying to find something, right, just to to get us through in in some way. And for for yours to be that sort of level of epic fail, I I, I do feel sorry for you. I am very sorry. Well, th- I appreciate it. Why don't Why don't you cheer cheer me up here? Because I'm looking for some good news. I my my 2020 was was as uh, weird as anyone else's and uh, I will tell you the thing that I installed in my life to try to keep my sanity about me and uh, to do so Dan I have to take you way way back to the fall of 2019 it was a it was a simpler time Dan the good old and, days and in that and in that fall of 2019 I welcomed into my family a new member he was a little brown boxer with a black face, and I named him Sheriff Hopper. He is my my little buddy, and uh, I bet not so little anymore. Not so little. Uh, we'll we'll get there, but yes, he's a uh, he's he's a little bit of a sixty pound behemoth at this point. But you know, after I after I brought sheriff hopper into my home uh you might remember this dan but uh right about that time the entire world shut down because of covid19 you know i don't know if you forgot about that part <laughs> sounds familiar. but that's what happened sounds familiar. maybe you'll jog my memory as you go on with the story right after i got that doggy that's uh that's exactly what happened and I, look, I I took this like I was. I mean, I'm still freaked out, right? I mean, I I shut down when when the world shut down. Uh, I took it very seriously. Was not going anywhere. You know, that was that was it was tight lockdown. So it's like, what what were you going to do, right? I mean, what what was there to do at that point? And so a- around this time, uh, one of the one of the few venturing outs I did was uh i enrolled hopper in an obedience program local guy took took him for a couple weeks you know taught him some basic obedience thing and i remembered you know because you're, you're trying to figure out stuff to go out and do without taking any risks and i remember thinking well i've got this dog why not go to a dog park you know uh, I, i'm not really familiar with dog parks hadn't had much experience with them in the past and so when I'd gone to the obedience trainer, I asked him, I was like, what, what is you, you know, is this, do you think this is a, a thing we should do? And in no uncertain terms, he shut it down, vehemently was against going to a dog park. And so here I am at this juncture, right? This guy, I just spent this money and this time to get my dog trained. The dog trainer is telling me, do not take your dog to a dog park. And the other side of it is, well, the world's shut down. I have nothing that I can go out and do. But a dog park seems pretty safe, right? Like you're outside, you're you're completely distanced, you're in nature, so you're getting, you know, you're 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 getting that mental, you know, benefits, uh, some exercise, moving around, stuff. 
So, so Dan, ultimately, all things considered, I made the decision to frequent my local dog park, and I did so nearly every day of 2020. And, and to this point, I'm still going at once, if not twice per day. And I am here to report back on my findings. So real quick, what's the, yeah. you know, I'm not a dog trainer. I don't pretend to be one. What's the main reason for why, like, whatever you do, don't go to a dog park? Well, I mean, that's pretty easy to to figure out immediately. I'll, I'll say this kind of to uh, to bring it to a, uh, a con- like this is my ultimate finding. The dog park is one of the wildest. It is the weirdest thing. And the reason the dog trainer didn't want me taking my dog to the dog park was probably the same reason why someone would uh, probably tell you not to go to maybe a Coke orgy. It's just the amount of stimulation there for a dog. It's insanity, Dan. It is absolute insanity. It is it, it just, every time you go, it's just all sorts of things can and will go wrong. So, so I've been to the dog park several times, not in a while. Okay. When I used to go, it's when we lived in apartments. So like you would go because yeah. like, oh, we've got this wild to. dog that just has to get out of the house. Um, and they love it. Maybe, maybe the same way someone might love a cohort. Great. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like <laughs> for the dog, the dog loved it. I mean, yeah, a cohorty is kind of a just off the top of my head, probably a really reasonable analogy for what goes on for a dog at a dog park, right? I mean, it's just it, there's just it's anything goes, you know, for for a dog at a dog park. And so here's just a few observations I had uh, after having spent the last year. Uh, mostly at a dog park. The first thing I wanted to point out was being, uh, you can always identify the new people having been one myself because they, uh, they have a very Canadian presence about them. Everything you're just, I'm sorry. I'm so, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. And you just realize after being there for a while that, wait a minute, I'm just, I am over apologetic about absolutely normal dog behavior. Like there's nothing I should really be apologizing, unless if your dog gets mauled, if there's a mauling, yes, I'm sorry. But like you'll see people that they've obviously never been to a dog park before and their dog is woof. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so, I'm so sorry about that bark that he just did. I'm just terribly sorry. So that, that wears off if, if you spend some time it's like having a kid, like the first time they pick something up off the ground and put it in their mouth, you're like, no, don't do no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. And, and a couple months the later, time, they're like, ah, oh, doesn't look too dirty from here. Yeah. Yeah. Is he choke? Is he choke? No. Okay. We're good. We're fine. He'll poop it out. It's fine. We're good. So, so yeah, that, that was, that's the first thing you'll notice. One of the other things is, um, and going back to why the dog trainer probably didn't want me to, to go to the dog park is that, uh, it's the, it's the, it's like a cocktail party, man. Like the variables every time, even if it's two dogs that have been best friends uh, for weeks and weeks, there just might be a pheromone thing in the equation that has never occurred before. And then all of a sudden they just see each other and they're mortal enemies, you know? And, and I mean, I get it, you know, there's, it's like they, they react to sense, right? Like smells, right? And that's all there is there. There's just, you know, pee and pheromones and, you know, if it's cold outside, if it's hot outside, they're just all oh, there. There's the, the response. A lot of variables. A lot of variables. There's so New many dog variables. that might be in the mix that wasn't in the mix last time or a dog that maybe was yeah. the, the, the peacemaker last time that's not the peacemaker exactly. this time. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then that's not even to say anything about the owners, right? Because there's some owners that they're just, they're just, they're on the other, they're a mile away. Their dog is murdering something over here or you know going potty everywhere and it's not getting picked up you know there's there's other i've I've met i've met some owners up there that uh i mean it's like it's like are you related to michael vick or like is this just uh like i mean some show up with two or three dogs too that's the other thing so you know they might be tending to one of the dogs when the other two are are going crazy on another one yeah there was i remember at one point there was uh there was just this uh very machismo kind of guy was like, Oh, my dog, you know, he's really, really take your dog. And I'm like, I really like, that's like, that's, you brought that. That's how you came to the dog park was you were just looking to get into a barroom brawl at the dog park. Like it was just, uh, it was amazing. So, 
I will say this. My dog park has a fun oddity that I thought I should report on. Uh, it's a it's a big, big dog park. There's a nice trail that you can walk. It's about a third of a mile. Um, lots of trees. Now, most dog parks will have a big dog area and a small dog area that are separate, right? My dog park has this feature. However, the small dog park is located inside of the big dog park. And it's the best thing ever because if you like sit a, like a little entry, chain link fence area, like within. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fenced off area. Like an island. Is, it is it, that you have to run the gauntlet to get to. Right. Like I've, I've, I've been sitting at the entrance before when like a little old lady will show up with her very tiny, you know, teacup chihuahua or something. And you see, when you see the, the look in their eyes, when they realize what's a, what they have to do, you know, uh, I've had this conversation multiple times, like, how do I get over there? And it's like, well, you just walk through here. You just go over there. And, and it's terror. It is sheer terror. And I don't know how they could have possibly thought that this was a good idea. Like, there there, there had to be some way that they could have cordoned off this small dog park area <laughs> Given for these it's poor own people. entrance on the side anything tunnel. Yeah. yeah it's it's pretty funny and the other thing that, that's really weird about my dog park is that it's actually next to another dog park the the apartment buildings that are catty corner to this dog park have its own dog park and it kind of reminds me of that old lewis black joke uh, about the uh, Starbucks next to a Starbucks. It's like, uh, did you guys just, is this specifically for like Alzheimer's patients? Like they <laughs> get out of the dog park and they're like, oh, there's a dog park. Let's, let's go, let's go check it out. It's very, it's such a weird deal, man. I've been, I've been party to, uh, or witness to several incidents that I, I thought I should include in my, my report. I, uh, my dog was actually attacked by a pit bull and immediately had to go into emergency sur- surgery uh, to repair a uh, a pretty bad wound on its leg. I'm sorry and, for my pit bull joke earlier. I didn't know that would hit so close to home. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm scarred by your pit bull joke. Pit bulls are weird, man, right? Because, like, I just about – I would just about after, – after having that happen – uh, and and discussing with a few people, and and their responses have been pretty guarded or or kind of heated. I realize that talking about pit bulls is, is I'd rather talk about gun rights. Honestly, like it, it it gets it's I feel like it's that level of heat with pit bulls. Yeah, I don't have a a dog in the fight, if you will. Um, yeah, ha uh, ha. See what uh-huh. you did there. Uh, but no, people who own pit bulls will swear up and down that they're the the nicest, softest, sweetest. Yeah dogs around uh on the flip side people who've been attacked by pit bulls will tell you no they, they they tend to have some aggressive tendencies and um my neighbor actually has a couple now they're older um it's my uh i've had a family member with one never one that we were around too much but yeah. um but but i've never been privy to like personally affected by a pit bull attack but Obviously, if you know when you look at when you live in apartments and they're like, okay, here's the list of all the dogs that you can't own because they'll attack you uh, or they'll attack other people. You know, pit bulls are always at the top of the list. So, um, but yeah, since I've known people on both sides of that uh, that argument, I know how um, polarizing it can be. Yeah, I, I don't even want to touch it really. I, I just say that like my personal experience has been that I avoid that lady, that per- well, that person, I should say. Uh, with that dog and now real quick because when i remember yeah. the 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 dog park that i would frequent back in the day would have like restricted breeds kind of like the apartments would like it would say you know almost have a sign these breeds are outlawed because of their aggressiveness to other dogs is this not something right. that applied at your dog park well i guess to to give a little bit of reveal to the folks at home dan dan lives in an area where there are uh people you know traversing the uh the sidewalks with fancy pants golf carts i don't i don't live there i live south of town and uh it's it's a bit more rural and uh, i don't think that even if there were rules about breed restrictions at the dog park i don't think they would be followed i'm just guessing 
Uh, I'm so. going to go ahead and just remind you not to drive your golf cart on the sidewalk. They are street legal. Uh, keep it on oh. the street. <clears throat> I'll have to remember that when I have a golf cart. So the other thing I wanted to point out, uh, a couple of other incidents here, was um, I saw I saw a fist fight um, at my golf at my dog park. Um, there was a altercation between a couple of dogs, as as will happen from time to time, as we've discussed here previously. There was a there was an owner who he literally took this other person's dog and put it in a chokehold like he <laughs> it was I mean, it was heated it was tense and like these dogs are you know getting after it and he he just put this dog in a chokehold and from there it came to blows like the the owner of the dog who was in said chokehold was was having none of that and this literally i would just i had just walked in and this is happening feet in front of me and i i was like what do i do here you know it was a it was a wild ass time for sure yeah, I mean, um, you, you know, you spend your Tuesday nights taking your Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. Eventually, you're just so hungry to to lock in one of those triangle chokes that they've been teaching you that, uh, you know, whether it's whether it's a, a human or a, or, or yeah. a dog or some kind of feline presence, you're going to you're going to eventually have to lock it in on someone. Absolutely. I mean, you get that Rex Kwando going, man. So, um another thing I thought I should tell people about was the uh the king of the dog park. I uh as I mentioned, this my dog park had a trail that you could walk around, but it also had like a common area up, up at the front. I guess this is probably normal, like where uh, there's dog obstacle course, right? Where you can teach your dog to do things for some reason. And so a lot of people congregate there right right at the entrance. And, and so there was one day where we're, we're there and this guy pulls up and... I don't know what it was, but like his dog, he wanted his dog to walk with him down the trail. And the rest of us are just kind of hanging out, talking about craziness, you know, COVID, blah, blah, blah. And he, this guy got irate and he was like, the reason these, my dog won't come with me is because y'all are all sitting here at the entrance. You need to walk. And so he's like, literally, there's probably five to seven of us, five, five, six, seven of us. And we're all just kind of hanging out. And this guy is literally demanding that we all start walking this trail because he wants his dogs to follow him instead of hang out with us at, you know, at our little area. And and so it was just the weirdest thing, man. I mean, this is this is the dog park. It's the it's just the weirdest place the 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 the, the community aspect for the dogs. And then you meet these weird owners who are now commanding you to walk because they want their dog to walk that's how do you handle a situation like that like obviously you don't want to be one of the people putting it put in a chokehold by this guy so you can't, <laughs> you can't be confrontational but also like do you just sit there and say all right uh, go go walk your dog like, yeah i i think i said like yeah to be put in dude that's and that's it that's dog park people that's that is there there's so many uh situations like that i mean you're a dog uh, park I, people though at this point you are dog park people I, I feel like i'm an out i still feel like the outsider i still feel like uh we're not sure what to think about this guy right here this jack guy have we even said my name yet do, do people know that i'm jack and you're dan yeah the uh the, the baritone voice is jack that's me that's that's, that's me now i do need to i do so so in conclusion dog park has been a weird experience uh but but i also will say this it's been for me cathartic uh, to it's nice like dogs are awesome. Oh my god, dogs are awesome! And to be outdoors in a somewhat scenic situation where a bunch of happy ass dogs are wanting petsies, you know, it's it's been. I feel like it's been a net positive. Now there there was one last incident though that I need to discuss that I think we're going to get into next week because uh, you sir sent me somewhat of a, a cryptic message. I don't, I, you haven't explained this to this point. I'm not, I don't want you to reveal anything yet. This will be what we discuss in episode two, but I've known Dan for well over a decade at this point. He, we were tag team champions together. Uh, that's a, another probably reveal for people. He was in my wedding. And so knowing him and knowing his family for a long time, I felt like I had a good grasp on 
everybody-ish until one day Dan sent me a, a link to a Spotify account purported to be a musician by the name of Gary Franks, which is the name of your father. And so the implication was that your dad, whom I've known for a long time and have have no aspect of a musical note in his body, as far as I could tell from all of our conversations, you purport that your father is a musician and is on Spotify. So I need to know about what the heck you're you're trying to pull on me here. <laughs> but whenever you sent me that, I was uh, it was a Sunday morning and I'm at my dog park. I thought you were going to say you were at church. Oh, of course. After church, I was uh, was at my dog park and actually the church is in the dog park. It's another weird thing. It's also called and the, I'm small, having, the small dog island, but uh, we call it small, at, at the small dog island. Exactly. And I'm I'm looking I got my coffee in one hand, I got my phone in the other, and I'm staring at a picture of your dad on Spotify, and I'm so confused and somewhat terrified. And I fail to recognize that there's a dog that is traveling at forty seven miles per hour at my leg. And so he nails me. He takes he takes he took me he took me out hard, dude. Did you go to the ground? Oh, I went to the ground. I threw my coffee one direction. I threw my phone the other way. I'm on the ground. This dog is now making out with me. He's gotten a second base. And I, and, and so here, and thank God there was no, I, like, I probably looked dumb. I probably looked real dumb. And, and so I'm just sitting here staring at the sky with a dog tongue in my mouth, thinking about Gary Franks. And I'm just, so that was, that, that was kind of, you know, that's in a, in a nutshell, there's, there's my dog park experience, Dan. And do you, you listen to any of the music? I have, let's talk about this next week. I need you, I need the big reveal and I need to, I need to understand what you've, what you're trying to pull here. Okay. Speak. So there music. you have it. Dan. <laughs> Speaking of music. So Dan, um, coming up next, uh, I got a little bit of a surprise for you. Um, but first, we are going to listen to some really hard stuff out of Vancouver, British Columbia, Dan. This is the band Brass with their single Occasional Gardener right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. Plant a seed, I let it grow for a while. I'd act my age, but it's just not my style because I'm anxious. Aren't you? Who needs enemies? You got thoughts like these. Who needs friends? You're just so hard to please. And I'm anxious. Aren't you?
that was Brass with their song Occasional Gardener. That's a little bit of uh, driving hard rock from Vancouver, Dan. G'day, mate. There it is, once again. Okay, Dan, uh, it's, uh, this might come as some sort of surprise to you, but we do have our very first guest here in the studio. I did wonder uh, why someone just walked in, uh, an interesting someone. It's, it's interesting. Well, here we go. We are now joined by a person who claims to be this area's foremost expert on dog park design and golf cart refurbishment. Let's welcome into the studio, this can't be his name, Trevor Rendezvous. Trevor? <laughs> yes, Trevor Rendezvous. A pleasure to be here. So, Trevor Rendezvous, was it? How does one become an expert in dog park design and golf cart refurbishment? Oh, Dan, what a truly asinine question, <laughs> especially for the likes of Trevor Rendezvous. <laughs> Obviously, one would attend Juilliard. Juilliard? Wow. Yes, Juilliard's uh, dog training school. It's a satellite campus in uh, Midland, Odessa. Wow, I, I didn't know that existed, but that's pretty impressive. Oh, you'll find that I'm most qualified to condescendingly critique the copious amounts of errors you two ignorami have made. <laughs> okay, some big words coming from you, but uh, we'll, we'll give you a chance here. So exactly what are you taking issue with, Trevor? Well, Trevor Rendezvous is going to start with you, Dan. These golf right. carts that you were a spectacular failure at flipping, what brand were they? Um, You know, I, I think it was an easy go. Ugh. Passe. Any respectable golf cart and refurbishment aficionado knows the restored golf cart community is only looking for a vintage club car, maybe Yamaha for the avant-garde collector. Uh, so, Flim Flam Golf Cart Man, where do these hoopties, uh, where do they, what do they have? Gas or the electric? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a gasoline cart. Ugh. Breaker Breaker 1-9, got a guy on my six looking to boost carbon emissions just for funsies. <laughs> okay, first of all, this was not just for funsies. This was a, a very important task I needed to accomplish here. And second, you know what? They were battery powered. So, you know, how about that? Ugh, lithium mines with a stupid Elon Musk AI girl <laughs> with the Pokemons. Pokemons. What? Come on, Trevor. Calm down. Listen, Trevor Rendezvous. Uh, can I call you Trevor Rendezvous? Um, I feel like you're really taking Dan to task here. Oh, don't worry, Mr. Doggy Park Man. Oh. Trevor Rendezvous saving his true eye for you. <laughs> Good. Okay, Good. okay, okay. I guess you're about to tell me what is wrong with dog parks. You sad, sad fool. Dog parks are men's most resplendent contribution to modern society. They are a haven of artistic expression and preservation of nature's grand gift. Okay, so... So why did you opt to take your dog to the dog park equivalent of Auschwitz? <laughs> wait, wait, what does that even mean? Oh, Trevor Rendezvous seen your local dog park, Jackie boy. Don't know if you realize this, but your layout of your abomination of a dog park is creating an irreparable psychological disorder that your dog will be forced to endure for the rest of its tortured existence. Trevor Rendezvous, listen, it's, it's a rectangle, okay? Ah, rectangle. More like some sick sadistic's inescapable labyrinth. <laughs> Solely created to inflict the most hideous nightmares a little doggy has ever experienced. Okay, Trevor, Rendezvous, aside from berating us mercilessly, do you have any useful advice that we could actually put to good use? Uh, did I ever tell you about the time that Trevor Rendezvous was detained at a Walmart for 17 hours? You know what? Uh, this is the first time we've met you, so no, you haven't told us that story. You might 
Boys might have been wondering why Trevor Rendezvous, me, is in this golf cart. You know, I had been wondering why you were in a golf cart. Well, Trevor Rendezvous's been confined to this golf cart since a very young age, as I am afflicted with bone spurs in my feet. Oh, oh, like uh, Still Jack's president, Donald Trump. No, I don't even know who that is. Come on. Anyway, one day, in need of some succulents, Trevor Rendezvous went to the Walmart Garden Center, and being differently abled, I rode my golf cart inside the Emporium. You know, this really doesn't sound like... When I arrived at the checkout, the clerk refused to take Trevor Rendezvous' order on account of his profiling of people who must use golf carts for mobility. You know, I really don't think that's why. Then as my oppressed American, I did what I must. I staged a sit-in protest at the Walmart Garden Center. This is not really... After some 27 minutes of staging Trevor Rendezvous sit-in, the Walmart SWAT team roughly manhandled me and confined me in their detention center slash customer service center for 17 hours. There, Trevor Rendezvous had just two options to while away his imprisonment, a magazine about dog box and a magazine about golf carts. So if if you're just joining us, we're joined by Trevor Rendezvous in studio. So Trevor, did they did they then take you to jail? Is that what happened eventually? No, I think they ended up forgetting I was there and Trevor Rendezvous just walked out. But uh, <laughs> on that day, I realized that the future of dog parks and what the future of golf carts was. Oh, well, okay. All right. So grace us with this information so we can get something out of this interview what is the future of dog parks and golf carts well in the future the dogs will drive golf carts at dog parks Trevor rendezvous will provide the dogs a six-week training program to drive the golf carts extensive research shows that this works wonders for the dog's self-esteem all right first of all this seems like a giant scam second Mm. of all don't the dogs need licenses? No, stupid. The dogs. Oh, man. I'm out of here. You guys are boring. Oh, Dan. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts so bad. Does this spell the end of the men seeking tomahawks? Be sure to subscribe and tune in for next week's exciting episode to find out.